1: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
3: Hello, No Encore listeners. Sonic Architect Adam here. A bit odd to be hearing my voice at the top of the episode, I know, but I'm just here to let you know that the regular show is going to be a little different this week. Dave and Craig are both on some well-deserved holidays at the moment. Dave is in Canada and Craig finally getting to make a trip to Primavera after two years, um, albeit with the sad caveat of his beloved The Strokes cancelling at the last minute. Um, so this week you're going to be hearing our most recent No Oxcourt, which is our Patreon-exclusive recommends corner featuring dave craig and myself where we convene on usually a sunday morning and each recommend five songs that we've been enjoying lately and we have a chat about it of course you'll hear the usual chats in there as well so you won't be deprived of that this week and there'll be plenty to talk about when the guys get back i'm sure uh given dave's been to a few gigs there's the whole strokes fiasco and um as i'm sure we all know liam payne has just been at it again so uh yeah plenty of talking points for when the guys get back um But be sure to subscribe in whatever podcast feed you're using at the moment, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, anything like that. Make sure that you hit the subscribe or follow button to make sure that you're getting the newest episodes straight into your feeds. If you're enjoying what you hear today or just like what we're up to in general, please consider heading over to patreon.com slash no encore to support the show. It's been such a great asset to us to keep the show independent and keep the lights on expand do what we what we love to do um and it's just great to have that support there um we really 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 appreciate it um we don't ask for much we just ask for what you can give it's a fiver a month um it's only a small amount so um we'd really appreciate that if you were to go over there particularly if you enjoyed this episode um i do I do promise it's worth it. Um, we have so much fun over there and Dave and Craig are brilliant. They've got, there's Q&A episodes over there as well. There's a plenty of weekly rundowns of music news and stuff like that and show previews uh, come in every Monday. So um, be sure to get stuck into that patreon.com slash noencore if you've enjoyed today's show. Anyway, that's it for me. Um, I've been Sonic Architect Adam. There will be no aux cord this week and we'll be back next week. Talk soon.
2: Oh, uh, I just put
3: this on. This isn't on new playlist our, either. I just
2: think it's a little bit early for that.
3: Not for me.
0: Shit. So it's Sunday morning, guys. I'm rather hungover, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to see Ed Sheeran later on. So uh, this is Dave Hand-Ready. Uh Craig Fitzpatrick and Adam Shanahan are with me. It's now Ochord twelve, I believe. We're back with our recommends corner, and it's a very, very Sunday morning vibe here. Yeah.
1: You'll probably hear my voice is a little bit kind of shaky It you know, sounds okay. kind of sexy. Uh, I've got a to... listen. Yeah, listen. <laughs> when I saw your You're fringe going... was down, <laughs> when I hopped on the call, I was like, I think Dave's hungover.
0: <laughs> freshly, freshly washed hair with no product in it, yeah. no photographs please um you yeah I'm going to Ed Sheeran uh you are going to Alan Partridge I am Adam Shannon went to Alan Partridge just last night it's all happening men of culture
3: very (laughs) much so and I was at Dua Lipa on Wednesday as well um good lord the greatest gig gig. you've ever been to you said greatest gig I've ever been to hands down like there's no competition no competition huge claim huge claim no competition nope no, good not Lord, even, not even so close. Good? <laughs> like, the performance was amazing, the stage production was amazing, the band was great, um, the visuals were insane, lighting was insane, like, it, it was just... The set list was flawless, like, the way they did everything, like, the whole kind of show as as one piece was just... Uh, it was totally... It was executed 100%, and um, I i can't fault it in any way shape or form like it was so so good um yeah really really good really really good i was jealous that i couldn't go to the second night as well so um that's always a good sign i think
0: and then um to find yourself back in the three arena days later for alan partridge was must have been a (laughs) bit weird
3: yeah there was a there's a kind of fair valley between the two (laughs) um yeah it was it was really good though i i had bought tickets for um for my dad like a year and a half ago or something when they came out, I totally forgot. And on Friday, cause he had, he was playing Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Um, and I went into my parents' house on Friday and I said to, I, I was like to, to my mom, I said, "Where, where's his dad like gone out to Alan Partridge or whatever the story is. He's like, and she rings him, she's on the phone to him and she says that, um, oh, he's totally forgotten about that. And I said, well, <laughs> like there's three dates and he's gonna miss he could potentially be missing one right now so like maybe i could like check the tickets She's like ah, uh, yeah he doesn't know where the tickets are <laughs> <laughs> so cute <laughs> cute to us ripping apart all of the drawers in the house found the tickets turns out they were for saturday so it was all good in the end nice um but yeah it was like totally t- totally forgotten about it it's just one of those cases where like you buy tickets a year in advance and it creeps up on you then you know and all of a sudden it's like oh yeah actually I am going to that
0: the um by the looks of things my uh my, my complimentary ticket for Ed Sheeran tonight is basically fucking pitch side so I should be up close <laughs> and personal with the man <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I came home last night and I was like stumbling towards my door and it was about like 10 o'clock or something and I was like I was like what is that noise like I'm 4.8 kilometres away from from Croke Park and I could hear like uh, overpass graffiti—is that what it's called? Like I could hear that, like I could hear the melody. You of the know house. what it's called, <laughs> thumping bass, <laughs> yeah. like stretching all the way across the city. It was like Jesus Christ! I'm, I'm going to bring some earplugs tonight. I think, just in case. <laughs> oh my God!
1: It's such a huge venue uh, as listen, well. I've never been to a gig at Croke Park, but I I saw take that there ten years ago. It was great. Yeah, I can imagine them put on show. I saw him too. Yeah, it was. Good.
0: It was. It was on the Robbie Williams comeback thing. So there was like a moment in the show where the lads fucked off for half an hour as Robbie Williams just did his or own sort So weird in the middle and I was like what come back boys but then of course it was like once they come back on it's you know the, here's the new stuff from the Progress album which is a pretty good album I think um, It is. Yeah, yeah. it was great uh, although I did miss the support act which was Pet Shop Boys and I'm upset about that to this day because that obviously would have been amazing but what are you going to do but what we're going to do, guys? Um, full link mode here today, as you can hear, sleepy <laughs> Dave. Um, it's it's no ox cord, which means we each have five pieces of audio, perhaps more. Uh, I guess we'll find out. And we're going to basically get into what we've been listening to over the last little while since we kind of came back around. Will Dave have uh, score type things from a film? He might. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna definitely find will. Out. <laughs> and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, a playlist of this of course will be available in this episode description uh we would encourage you to hit that like button and listen to the tracks as selected by us much like the top fives that we do on the regular show i don't know what craig has i don't know what I, well, actually adam does know what i have because he's in control of the audio here but i don't know what he has yes. so yes i know what
3: everybody has i'm the surprise <laughs> <laughs> <today>. very for <furball-y. laughs> a bit of
0: it's a bit of a grab bag. Um let's kick it off though. How about we start with my first selection this time around? In this world. yes it's harold styles and his uh first single off his new album harry's house uh the single is called as it was and it's been out now for a few weeks and it has clocked up ridiculous streaming numbers as he tends to do there was a nice moment there during the call when adam um procured a golden bunny and started dancing it across the screen into yeah, the song that was playing
3: I, uh, I, it, it, I'm going to eat it now <laughs> so I'm just going to spe- ruin the spectacle entirely I'm just like yeah this is like some leftover Easter fun nice. so I'm going to I want to hear I a big crunch of sound effect now I don't think I want to see into the into
1: bunny it. be oh my god he's oh, wow, there cr- goes. oh the head's gone okay that was like that All Goya
0: right. painting or what's that painting where someone bites someone's head off
1: oh yeah it's, it's um, hubris.
3: hubris isn't it Kronos yeah, isn't it call. eating his children or, ha- Kronos yeah. sorry Kronos yeah, yeah. So, either way I asked the bunny um also sorry I forgot
0: to do a drinks report. I'm on sparkling water this morning.
1: Oh, I've sparkling water. Memories. I've got um a bottle of Bali Gown and I've got a cappuccino mm. in a fancy cup. Nice. Yeah, I'm all about I'm all about the latte this morning myself, Craig.
0: Yeah, I couldn't so. go beyond couldn't go beyond water for now. <laughs> the idea of a green tea just isn't really sitting well with me at the moment. But mm. this song sits pretty for me, I think. Um I've I, I've had a bit of a, a bit of a tricky relationship with Harry Styles. Um, in in a sense that like I just I don't think he's really brought it so far too much, but I yeah. think this is like this is the by gum he's cracked it moment for me in terms of a lead single. Uh This is a great song. Who does it remind me of though? There's a, kind well, of a bit of uh, Phoenix the synth, in there. There's a bit of the synth thing is very
1: take on me, isn't it? Like it's coming from yes. the same. It's drawing from the same well as um Blinding Lights. I feel like it's his Blinding oh, yeah. Lights moment. Maybe I
3: have a qu- I have a question. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I. Uh, I really like this song, um, but do I just like it because it's Harry Styles? I think the answer is yes, right? Because I feel like Wild Youth could put that out, and oh, I, w- I do you know what I mean? Shame I wouldn't Wild like, Boys. I I would no, not at all. Like I just I feel like if they put it out, they wouldn't get the same love on the same song. Well, even I mean, though it's a really good song, no matter you know what he I mean?
0: puts out, there is going to be that insane wall of noise. And speaking of. I watched the live version of this at Coachella, that from the week from last weekend's yeah. Coachella, and you hear the crowd singing this song back to him. They're ahead of him. It's completely overwhelming. The screams of the people there—it's wild. Like he is—he continues to have this insane command of like a stand base that fucking worship everything he does. And look, listen—he's a charismatic guy. He's a fiercely attractive boy. We know this. And it's weird because, like, right now he looks like... Like, he's cribbing from Perfume Genius in terms of, like, his appearance these
1: days. Oh, yeah, and good shout.
0: Also very mm, much tapping yeah. into the, the Bowie thing, the Jagger thing. But seriously, like, Perfume Genius, like, send the fucking lawyers down. <laughs> but, uh, but it's all working. And I think Harry Styles has made all the right moves so far in terms of, you know, establishing himself as the kind of, you know, the 21st century woke pop star. He's very, very on board with his teenage girl fan base and beyond, of course. He's hooked up musically and kind of creatively with likes of Stevie Nicks and various others who have kind of endorsed him that way. Uh, I like him. I I, I just, I'm, I'm still waiting for a great album and I don't know if we're going to get one, but, you know, we could find it pretty soon. The first one I thought was just a bit of a karaoke record. The second one came out around that weird end of December period where it's like, you don't, these albums just don't register to me if they're released yeah. now. But like, it had a couple of singles that did linger. And I really like this one. I think it's simple. Yeah, it cribs from a whole bunch of other stuff, but it suits him, and I think he's really good on it. And it just, the first time I heard it, I was like, fuck, okay,
1: <laughs> yeah." <laughs> finally. This is the first yeah. single of his where I've been like, okay, I'm, I'm all in. Like I've been saying for a long You're time, yeah, I yeah. find him very interesting. I think he is, he's got like star quality, but he hasn't had the material to back it up. I mean, you know, we mentioned Robbie Williams started doing his little solo set in the middle of a Take That show, and like, I have, Harry Styles should have like if Harry Styles had a couple of Robbie Williams tear songs, can you imagine? <laughs> I just don't know if he's had those kind of anthems. Um, no, I don't think better he had. or worse. I,
0: I, would you rather he had a, he had a rock DJ or a No Regrets?
1: Um, feel, Ooh. No Regrets of those <laughs> two options, but Feel is my is my Robbie Williams <gasps> shout. I I don't like Feel. I never got it. Oh man, that's Angels
3: every day for me. Oh wow, this is yeah. Come in on. Here, guys! like uh, yeah if ha- if, uh, like i think harry styles is a perfect example of like a solo career from a boy band done right um like we saw Zayn do it, it like he tried to do it first and kind of fell on its face a little bit um a couple of good songs maybe but like what's he up to now um I mean, Liam Payne's off doing his own thing in the red carpet, and well, he's um, more great than hap- favorite
0: member of One Direction. Um, yeah, I'm more than
3: happy, <laughs> more than happy to leave him at that because let's face it, we've all gleaned a, a whole lot of entertainment from that clip. Um, yeah, by <laughs> myself, I listened to it about five or six times. This. Mal <laughs> Horn is it's in, really is in fairly
0: kind of generic balladeer territory. Yeah, and yeah. then there's but the I other think, guy.
3: Uh, yeah, I oh. think that like I think Harry Styles is like there's something. Something will click, and whether it's on this album or not, I think I, I I don't know whether it's going to be on this album or not. But um, he still it's still early days. Um, and I think that there's plenty of time for him to, you know, come out of a shell a little bit more and give us songs like this that are really really interesting and. Kind of exciting for what might come next, you know.
0: Well, it's made me—it's made me genuinely excited about the the new album, which I'm looking yeah. forward to reviewing on the show now. Whereas I kind of could have probably taken or leave it before, but I really, really
1: like this song. Uh, Craigo, what have you got for us? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, for my first um, pick, a name I th- never thought I'd be saying on the Hawkscord, ladies and gentlemen, it's Bruce Hornsby. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's sidelines. If you're listening to that and thinking, Bruce Hornby, that's not the guy from The Way It Is, and I don't know mandolin rain wasn't that one of his and all those kind of 80s heartland rockets you'd be right it was also the guy from vampire weekend uh ezra koenig which is probably why i picked it um we previously had some <laughs> tangential ezra koenig on this as well haven't we like i think we've i might have been the first ever no chord and i picked um chris Bayo's one of his songs um omw which ezra helped out on um that was great i think this is great it's an interesting collab, um, completely written by Bruce Hornsby, who then just thought, I think Ezra's voice will really work on this. And the production is Ariel Rekshad, um, who got on board, and it's very Ariel Rekshad. Um, like, it kind of recalls to me more of that, like, modern Vampires of the City sound rather than Father of the Bride, which uh, I'm not mad at, to be honest. But yeah, I, I really really like this and I'm intrigued. The album isn't out yet, the Bruce Hornsby one, but I'm actually going to listen to a Bruce Hornsby album. Um, Because he's kind of an interesting guy. Like, they seem to have teamed up initially... um from, Ezra Koenig has an internet radio show, which I've mentioned before on the podcast, uh, Time Crisis. It's like a fortnightly thing. and I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, it's mainly him talking about like the Grateful Dead and corporate food history. <laughs> it's utterly bizarre. But he'll get on like Rod Stewart randomly or David Crosby, and he had on Bruce Hornsby. So clearly they just kind of hit it off. Um, I love the kind of choppy, off-kilter melody of it. It's still somehow quite an earworm. earworm. It's like lyrically pretty evocative. Like, I think it's a lockdown song, but um, having listened to the two of them talk about it, it's a it's a lockdown song, but he was very careful not to um, deliver a Van Morrison-style lockdown song. Like, I think he was just <laughs> like, you don't want people to think I'm doing that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's interesting lyrically. It's great. Like, I'm traveling near Salem. I'm a judge at a jury trial. It's just magical realism going on there. It's, uh, yeah, it caught me by surprise, but... um Ezra Koenig delivers as he usually does for me at least yeah mostly um, I am It. I know what you're saying but the modern
0: vampires is that you think versus say the unspeakable father of the bride but, <laughs> it's a uh, 9 out of 10 a fan of <laughs> even if I'm not yeah a 9 out of 10 absolutely Did wild you,
3: am I right in saying that Craig like didn't like it initially and then really warmed to it later on
1: yeah i gave it a 7 out of 10 when we reviewed it and then it was my album of the year <laughs> and i had to retract <laughs> retract retract now it is it work, is very yeah. very long and my 9 out of 10 is my reordering <laughs> of course so maybe you should dock of a point off it for that but um no there's a lot of stuff on it i like fair enough a
0: conversation for another day or one that we've already had several times adam <laughs> what have you got
3: um, okay, so I picked uh, like it's very pop heavy. I'm not gonna lie, it, like my listening of late has been very influenced by one of the concerts I'm going to. No, that's a massive spoiler, but um, Alan Partridge doesn't feature. Uh, but this one, uh, so my first one is a, it, it's an Irish act um, who had some songs out a couple of years back and then kind of reinvented himself a little bit with um with his latest album and this is one of the singles off it and i absolutely love it so here it is that is 1000 beasts and arthur valentine is on the vocals um two Corconians. um i uh 1000 beasts is the um moniker for keen sweeney and uh, he's a producer songwriter session player he's kind of been around the houses for a long time and a couple of Irish bands and um yeah he's been kind of keeping it very much under the radar the past couple of years just reinventing a very kind of um I suppose dance pop and like he's really kind of been focusing more on lo-fi um lo-fi stuff of late. Um, he put out an album, the album's called Naruda, And like I said, this is one of the main singles of it. What's this one uh, called, sorry? I, th- this song is called Glass Magic. Um, but I have been a big fan of Keane for a long time. Um, I've been a big fan of Arthur Valentine for a long time. Um, Arthur Valentine is one of the house stable that uh, Colm Cahillane uh, looks after down, down in Cork. Um, so I've been kind of, aware of his his work for a while Um, but I think that this is one of the best things that has come out of Cork in a very long time I absolutely love the song it makes you feel good it flows really well structure's great and like Arthur's Arthur's vocal performances is incredible Um, yeah just really really like it makes me feel really good
0: I think that that's kind of with the weather getting better Mm -hmm. i think like i am gravitating towards like the harry styles one for me is that is that thing where i'm like i just enjoy this on a surface level and that's all i need it to be i don't need to have a shit on a subtext here it's just like give me good pop songs because i mean i think we've been lacking for good pop songs maybe maybe that's a outlandish statement but i don't know i mean like is it a is it a bad time for pop music
1: I think Maybe. a lot of pops heavy hitters at the moment are doing quite serious, like thematically. I just feel like the pop that is succeeding is quite intense and like depressive, almost. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all mm. about the um a new wave of upbeat pop. Bring it on.
0: Well, a new wave of upbeat pop is not what I have next, Craig. <laughs> it is, <in> fact, <laughs> time to get cinematic. So this is a it's film score. I want to see if 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 uh, if you can guess. If Craig can guess who the composer is and what film it's from. So we'll play that game. All right.
1: I mean, I'm just going to say Trent Reznor <laughs> Atticus Ross now It is not
0: Trent Reznor Damn Atticus it. Ross Would you like one more guess Um It's a bit Hans it Zimmery It's Hans Zimmer Yay. everybody. <laughs> Fantastic, Fantastic. <Craig. laughs> Very proud of uh, myself Can you uh, The track is called The Oil Can you guess what film it's from I'll give you a clue It was released in the last five years The Oil
1: mm-hmm. Is that a clue The track it name be, like yeah I um, think so
0: not like an overtly huge one, but I think there's a moment where oil is playing the a part in the movie. five
1: years. Yeah. But I don't know. Is it tennis or something like that? I don't know. Y-
0: you're not far off. It's Dunkirk. Ah, so, which I haven't seen. Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. Have I mean, you not seen it, no? No, um, no. I haven't seen it since the cin- It stars Harry Styles, by the way. One of the actors in there. the um, prevailing
3: was- team here, Dave.
0: <laughs> Imagine Harry I, missed,
1: one, one I missed it in the yeah, cinema say, was, Yeah,
3: number three. One direction.
1: <laughs> it just felt like once it was out of the cinema, like, like, do I need to see this on a kind of small screen? Do you know what I mean? It felt like it had I to be You that. have that kind of cinema moment with it. I can understand that. I did see it. I saw in the IFI
0: and I remember like the opening the opening stretch like is very it's very, very quiet, and then a gunshot goes off and the gunshot was as loud as anything as I've ever fucking heard. I was like, <laughs> Jesus. Um Christopher Nolan, yeah, like for him it's like ninety minutes long, which is bizarre are um but i remember it being very very good i know that it has divided opinion um but i remember like in terms of like the way it was put together i thought it was very impressive i do want to watch it again i haven't watched it since uh but the score is fucking incredible and like so this and a track called supermarine which kind of play with that kind of particular motif um i was i was watching that moon Knight show recently because i was reviewing it on the radio and like at one stage like this came on or one of the variations of it came on and i was like that's weird. I'm like, w- was that like a temp thing? And you know, you just didn't get another actual original piece of music for this. You just used the Hans Zimmer score. But then apropos of nothing else, Mick Pope sent me this one day and he literally was like, he was like, have you heard this track? And I was like, well, yeah, I've seen the movie and I've definitely heard the soundtrack of these ones. And he was like, when was the last time you listened to it? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, it's astonishing. <laughs> I was like, five stars. <laughs> okay, so so I threw it on, and like the kick in that you get there comes after five fucking minutes of that, just that big build and the kind of alarm siren y kind of things. And I've just found myself listening to it on repeat now for the last few weeks. I think it's incredible. Um, he's a weird composer. I think sometimes he can be unbelievable. He's very self cannibalistic. Yeah, and he obviously has teams of people working under him that you know presumably do all the work. But uh, when he gets it right, man this is incredible and yeah I mean yeah like you know I, I, I argued about including this because I was like I always do this but I left out health this time <laughs> so I figured I'm gonna if I'm going to indulge myself on one score it will be in fact a score so I would highly recommend people to check out Dunkirk the Hans Zimmer score and probably the film as well maybe possibly Craig you should watch it
1: okay I'll check it out um, if we can't be indulgent on no ox scored where can we be indulgent in fairness? Um that in mind and hungover yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't mind. It's another case of um, Craig's old favourites. Here we go. <laughs> That is Jack White, um, shedding my velvet. It's the closer from his new album, Fear of the Dawn, which is a bit of a mixed bag. Um, I've given it a f- few run-throughs, and um, there's some very good songs on it. There's still some leftover weirdness from like him getting kind of quite experimental in recent years, and it not quite coming off. Um, I think this is probably the first Jack White song I've really really cared about in maybe a decade Um, and I was a bit surprised by that like I think this just this is this could happily sit in like a mid-period White Stripes album um, which is like I still think his solo career has not kind of um, ignited in the way that that band did I don't know whether it was Meg White's influence or just the kind of restraints he put on himself the whole aesthetic choices of that band but Jack White in solo mode tends to be him doing too many overdubs and getting in, like, you know, session musicians that perform immaculately, but there's a bit of kind of soul missing. Um, but there's soul in this. This is really good. Um, Boarding House Reach was uh, the previous album, and that there was a lot of weirdness on that. I didn't think it was playing to his strengths. It was kind of a bit like buff sounding like it just wasn't tasteful like it reminded me of that um strokes period where they were you know around about angles where they're kind of taking chances and experimenting and it just is not a good palette it doesn't work for them and they're kind of stumbling around trying to kind of find their way and it feels like Jack White's been in that place himself for like a long time um but this works Uh, there's another there's another track on it um Heidi Ho which features Q-Tip rapping and it sounds like it shouldn't work, but it actually does. It's really good. And like the first three tr- tracks on it are just like your old-fashioned, you know, jack white belters. So if people have kind of checked out um but previously loved them, I'd say this might be the moments to delve back in. Apparently he's putting out a kind of a folky record as well in the summer, um, which could be very good because I do think that's a side of him that's a bit slept on. Um, you know, stuff like Bound to Pack It Up and Apple Blossom and stuff are some of my favourite white stripe songs. So if he can write those caliber of folk songs. We could be in business. But yeah, this one, uh, I really like shedding my velvet the Closer. It's great. And worth giving the album a spin, I would say.
0: You said recently on the show there was like an aside when you kind of said, um, you know, he's been releasing a few albums and I haven't been checking them out, which probably tells you where I'm at with Jack White. So yeah. like, have you, is this an artist that has kind of fallen away for you quite
1: a bit? Totally, yeah. Um, the first... Um, solo album was pretty good Blunderbuss was it which is again like that's probably 2012 at this point and then it's just been diminishing returns Um, and I think it is I think it's that thing of just like the white stripes um, were so kind of ramshackle and pared back that it just kind of ignited his creativity I I adored the white stripes and I don't go back to them that often but I'm kind of surprised how much he fell off um, none of his other kind of uh, side projects particularly interested me either so maybe it was just a case of whatever that alchemy that magic he had in the white stripes was like you know just a once-off thing i'd uh, maybe find his feet again here but yeah interesting well you know we live in hope craig
0: you know i never fully <laughs> got him I, I i must admit i never fully got the white stripes either like I, I i did kind of i was a bit kind of annoyed by the hype at the time it felt like
1: because you felt it was
0: gimmicky or "Mm, not even it just felt like it was very sponsored by q magazine or something it was just very like this is the best rock band of all time and you will accept this and i was like they got some good tunes but I don't fully get it. Yeah, I mean, you're like, not you're not, just not just much of a kind of, a kind of a blues rock fan as it is, so I wouldn't be. No, you know I mean? I'm not anti blues yeah. rock, but I wouldn't be my kind of. <laughs> That's you know, good to know. My purview. <laughs> Carry on, yeah, blues yeah, musicians.
3: <laughs> Adam, what do you got? Um, I kind of spoiled this one, so I'm gonna go straight into it and talk about it after
2: tonight Cause I miss ya And I need your love When my mind is running <laughs> Oh, could you help me So with you my mind I eat
3: Chuckle down my spine Oh, you look so Pretty
0: Please Every single night I need your Where's the bunny? <laughs> on when your kisses cry Oh, you give me Sweet relief Make me feel so Would you help me out
3: That is Pretty Pleased by Dua Lipa. Um, what a song. <laughs> it's like, it's so good. I like I, I, I went back to, it, it's so good. Um, all three of us were just having a great time on camera there. Um, but yeah, like I went back to Future Nostalgia for the first time in a couple of months. I remember listening to it originally when it came out and being like, genuinely blown away as like a follow-up record to the first record it blew it out of the water um uh, like there's precious little songs on it that i want to like skip past and i think that's like always a really good sign of um a record that's going to stand the test of time but like i went back this week this one really stuck out to me because it's like that clip isn't necessarily a great representation of what I'm about to say, but it has like very minimalistic production and instrumentation and it still manages to create such, I don't know, like such an intro, like it's such a good feeling and it drives and it's like the drums punch through like so well. Um, like the first chorus, I think is pretty much just drum and bass and um. Yeah, it's 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 an excellent excellent song. Also, I really like the I didn't think like I sh- I shouldn't like this is when like before like just before the drop comes into the chorus. It there's like a tempo slowdown um which is like something that you know, you don't really see very much because it's like just momentarily. I think it's just like a one bar thing or a two bar thing and yeah, really really good. Love the song.
0: I think um I think 9, Nine is banging the drum for this is like maybe the best pop album of the last decade or something. Like I feel like he's very taken by it. I, I mean his chorus.
3: I think there's a, yeah, I think there's an argument to be made for it, but for like I certainly think it has some of the best pop songs of the last decade on it. Maybe like one or two. The previous album certainly has one and new rules, at least. Um, but like i don't know i like i think it's just the fact that like this whole album you can tell that it's been inspired by the 80s and studio 54 and disco um it's got some of my favorite producers on the record Ian kirkpatrick uh, sg lewis um clarence coffee jr and uh, sarah hudson two of the main songwriters on the record like just absolutely incredible Um, take a day trip actually have a have a production on this as well um great production duo who kind of mainly focus on like kind of trap beats and stuff but they've um they pushed the about it a little bit here um in, in this record i can't think of the name of the song that they've produced but it's really really good um yeah i love the record i just think it's amazing um i can't say anything more than that is it the best one of the past decade i don't know um Not for me to decide, I don't think, but I just love it. Like, absolutely love it. I'll leave you to
0: have that existential crisis as we move on. <laughs> yeah, through.
3: I think that the rest of the show is going to result in me just like having my That's head in my hands.
0: Space, yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. episode of the show I'm going for is like Adam, like venturing and being like, "Well, I- I've thought about it some more this week, guys." And yeah, <laughs> I have be. another theory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three for me uh, also has a film tie-in, and I'm I'm really paranoid that I picked this for a previous Noxcore, but I couldn't find it in the playlist. So do hopefully I know, didn't. I Let's hear it. To I do
2: know.
0: case there of me cutting off the clip at the wrong time but we got the gist
3: uh, Adam will we'll clean that up anyway I'm sure uh, that is You won't hear post baby, that's what my job
0: is. <laughs> uh, that's Cassandra Violet uh, and a cover of Bree Springsteen's I'm on Fire um, she is a Los Angeles musician, folk pop musician and sometime actress it seems so I feel kind of bad because, like, it's not quite a spoiler, but it is a very powerful moment in a film recently that came out. So uh, if you haven't seen Pig starring Nicolas Cage, first of all, please do. It's amazing. And this song plays a very kind of powerful, prominent, poignant role in it. And it's it just knocked me out. Like, I mean, I've heard numerous covers of this. We all have chromatics of course yeah did a cover of this um and i think when we saw them live it was played as, there as well and it's kind of one of those can't miss songs right it just works it's a classic and i'm generally not pissed off when any, anyone does a, a cover of it unless it's that busker that you hate craig in that bar in dublin that we all mentioned but uh <laughs> <laughs> what about <Mumford> and son's <laughs>
1: did they do a cover yeah, of this? yeah 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 it's not great oh
0: of course they did Um, I I've got the mildest of soft spots for Mumford and Sons because I love that song that Marcus Mumford did with Oscar Isaac for Inside and Davis so I can't ever fully okay fair yeah yeah Cross into the hate threshold on them, but yeah, they still yeah. I mean, like I'd say the Prince Sons cover this probably isn't really up to snuff. Maybe I'm, like maybe I made a ridiculous statement there. Maybe there are thousands of terrible covers of "I'm on Fire," but I like this one. I think it's absolutely beautiful, uh, and it very much stopped me in my tracks in that film. Uh, have either of you seen Pig yet? By the way, no. I've heard it's great so things. Good. Yeah, It's so, so great. And it's fucking 90 minutes, by the way. Like, it flies
3: by. <laughs> Probably the best performance. You're, you're, such a, you're such a fan of brevity. Films are too <laughs> give me, long. Give me a 10-track album. Give me an hour and a half movie. Like, in and <sighs> out.
0: Films are too long, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it. Like, you know. But, like, it's an incredible film. It could be the best performance in Nicolas Cage's career. And the less you know about it, the better. Including the kind of... I guess, you know, like I say, this song, it's not a spoiler that you know that this song is in the movie, but it is used in a particular way. But uh, I think it's just gorgeous. I, I, I think it's just a very stripped back, minimal take on it. And it doesn't need to be anything more. I love her voice. I think it's a great song. And once again, it's been kind of knocking around my head lately. So how that's you, why it's on my list this week.
1: How do you feel about um, the unbearable weight of massive talent? Is that the name of it? Nicholas C- Cage. The one where Cage
0: plays Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Nicolas Cage? Um, I, I want to see it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be amazing. Quality. Yeah. But uh, it looks like a bit of fun. Um, I like Pedro Pascal. He's in it as well. That's so, true.
3: Yeah, he's great.
0: Yeah. Um I think he's actually kind of... He's a bit he's kind of due something good. Like, he was in fucking Wonder Woman 1984,
3: which was so bad. <laughs> uh, he was good in he's, it. He's great in Narcos. Yeah, he's a great Pedro actor. Pedro Pascal, I, he's phenomenal in it. I huge love
0: fan. it. He seems like a fucking great guy as well. If you ever see him on Twitter and stuff, he's like... He's very, very vocal about trans rights and just kind of protecting vulnerable kind of members of his fan base. And so she just seems like a good dude. And I think he's a great actor. And he's also one of those actors where like, you know, I think he kind of like he'd been around for a long time. And then Game of Thrones obviously made him a star. So it's like, it was kind of a a late blooming success for him. And yeah. So, yeah, no, I saw the trailer the other day when I went to see The Northman. Three out of five for that one, by the way. (laughs) Um, And I was like, how long is it? Yeah. The Northman. Yeah two and a half hours two hours 40 no 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 two hours 20 two hours 20 it's like 141 or something yeah
3: it's immediately lost the mark yeah it's grand
0: I like long films but sometimes you're just like give me a 90 minute or you know I hear you all I want
1: okay Um. my next choice is I'm getting away from like old favourites you'll be glad to hear and here's a new favourite So that's a musician known as Art Deco, Uh, the track's called Palm Slave, and um, yeah, um, an artist from Ontario, Canada, um, has got a couple of albums under his belt at this point, just a really interesting dude, has tried on a few different kind of musical hats, I guess, and this new kind of material is very glammy. a bit harder than previous stuff he's done there's kind of a sparks influence in there which i like just the kind of impishness of it um and yeah just kind of like that slightly dirty glam thing i love the kind of one note piano riff that just runs through it uh it's very kind of like stooges or um queens of stone age go with the flow it has that kind of vibe where it's a bit of a runaway train um And yeah, it's an intriguing dude, kind of very into Bowie, Iggy Pop, um, The Horrors apparently, Tangerine Dream, um, initially started off kind of recording their debut album um, in some like... Yeah, like they, the family home uh, on like the Gulf Islands um, of Canada, where like he, he was taking care of his grandmother that had Alzheimer's and he was just like writing songs on the piano um, for her, essentially. And he recorded it all on like iPhone and that was the first album. And it was quite soft, rocky and different. Um, but this new stuff is just um, a lot harder, a lot rockier. And I think there's real potential there. I don't know much about Art Deco, but I'm intrigued.
0: I When you said uh, a new favourite and you played this, I was like, well, this is clearly a song from the 70s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely wearing its influences on a sleeve. Yeah, nicely, though. And yeah, no, very, the Stooges call. It, you've got a big time I want to be your dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going through this and a bit of, but, but yeah, a bit of glam as well. But a bit of T-Rex, you know, um, never a bad thing.
1: Oh, and plenty of saxophone good,
0: yeah. as
3: well Well yeah of course <laughs> Yeah of course Yeah, yeah. You, cut, you cut the clip off far too early <laughs> <I> did, <laughs> Yeah check out like, that saxophone just hear, man, great as, 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 it, as it faded out I was like no Craig no <laughs> <laughs> Not the saxophone. <laughs> <Please>, no. <laughs> no fade out yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam Shanahan what do you have for yes. us Yes yes um, Okay so this song isn't exactly groundbreaking um, It's a remix it's really good um, I'll explain the story of where I first heard it After you heard the clip So that is Lauren Faith with a song called "G's." Um, Sam Wills on the remix there. Uh, Sam Wills is an amazing songwriter and singer in his own right. Um, I think this is his only remix that he's currently got out. Um, but I love the sound of it. Um, like I said, it's not a groundbreaking song, but the first time I heard it, um, I was in Denmark recently, as listeners in the show will know. And. Um, I was doing some remote work over there for you guys, and I had I, I went to visit a friend. But there's a, a in in the city where he lives, Aarhus, um, which is in the west. There's like a really nice. Um, it's like a street food market. It's kind of like Eat Yard on like a much bigger scale. Um, loads of like um, you know like shipping containers that have been like changed into small kind of kitchens and um, you know it's like it's an amazing place loads of seating like the food options are absolutely endless there's bars there's like ice cream places dessert places whatever like anything you can think of is probably there um and they have the most amazing playlist on the go at all times and it's like piped through inside outside everywhere and it's so clear that you can hear it but I <laughs> I went to the bathroom <laughs> And they have like a really loud speaker in the bathroom. And obviously it's a lot quieter in there than it is anywhere else. And I could actually hear the song. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is really good. And (laughs) I I must point out, I had like maybe two or three beers at this point, but like (laughs) it was one of those ones, you know, when you like hear something in and you're just like, I have to know what that is. Yeah. Like I have to know what that is so I can revisit this again and again and again. Um, It's been in my like, Constant rotation since then. Um, Love it. Really, really love it. Um, Yeah, it, it, like I said, it's not really mad groundbreaking. What I like about it in comparison to the original version is how um, Sam has, like, comped the vocals. So you could hear that chorus there where it's kind of, like, a lot softer and, like, low register. And then it kind of changes immediately to, like, a higher key. So what he's done is I think he took, like, one of the low harmonies from the original song. And he kind of just gave it a bit more of a, you know not atonal but like a one kind of one note thing kind of like the piano and um and like the piano and the last song that you had there Craig um yeah it's great love it really good so I think
0: Craig and I both had a, a similar flashback moment there when you mentioned being in a Scandinavian country in a bar with cool playlist. Because Craig and I, we went to Norway oh, for... Cuddle's K- wedding, right? wedding. No, stress. Yeah, we, we <laughs> went, no stress. No stress. <laughs> no stress. The best bar of all time. God, I hope it survived the pandemic. Um, this such a cool bar in Bergen in Norway. And we basically like camped out there all weekend. And they just kept playing G-Funk best and music, hop yeah. And it was... It was incredible It was just like I want to live here
3: Uh, Um, If I could teleport I I, I can tell you Just quickly It did survive the pandemic
0: Yeah Nice We gotta go back We gotta go back We're going back back. We're going back (laughs) We gotta go back Right um, Number two for me Uh, It's another film score Because of course it is (laughs) and Craig once again for <laughs> oh, fuck's sake go on I will ask you to so name the composer you're on the hook, you're on the hook the Craig, I know
3: I've got it in front of me here
0: <laughs> let's hear it
1: let hear it. For fuck's sake. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. That flute, by the way, came out of nowhere. <laughs> well, it's very nice, Walmart very tasteful. Thing.
0: The, the flute might be the giveaway of, of, what, of what film this is, but we'll get there in a second. It isn't Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Uh, I'll give you a clue. This is a film from 2003. It would have been a blockbuster. Um, middling reviews, I would say. And it landed an Oscar nomination for its supporting actor, and it very much would have been the first time that Western audiences would have really seen this guy. And he's since gone on to be in big films and stuff. But the main actor is one of the biggest movie stars of all time.
1: What? <laughs> 2003 <laughs> blockbuster. Oh my God. <laughs> I,
3: don't I feel know. like I that? know what oh. it
1: is. Hang on a second. Go on, Adam. Uh,
3: Period film as well, I'll give you that. Oh, okay. Well, no.
1: <laughs> no, tree. immediately gone. Uh, doo-doo-doo, doo-doo-doo. Gangs
0: in New York? No. You're not... Well, you, you kind of are a million miles away. No, <laughs> Go on, do, tell us, tell us. And you're, you're, you're giving up on the composer as well, are you? Yeah, 100%. So it's a uh, Hans Zimmer again. Ah, oh, for
1: fuck's
0: sake. <laughs> 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 The track the track is called A Way of Life. It's taken from The Last Samurai. The score oh, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course Tom Cruise saving of Japan. Yes. <laughs> And the best, best supporting actor uh, Ken Watanabe he got the nomination didn't win uh, Tom Cruise saving Japan <laughs> could not make that film nowadays I mean, I'm, <laughs>
1: I'm telling you probably <laughs> it fits
3: his <as>, <laughs> modus operandi though really doesn't it <laughs> Tom Cruise did, saving the world
0: it did receive criticism at the time for the kind of whole white saviour thing but like spoiler for the film you know doesn't end well for the samurai. <laughs>
1: no, that's true. <laughs> that's yeah. That's kind
0: of the point. And also, it's very clear that Ken Watanabe's character is actually the titular last samurai. But of yes, course, yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise's big face is, is on the. Not that he's a big face, it's blown up, you know, it's like a big image of his face on the poster. Uh, I like this film. I rewatched it there a couple weeks ago. It's got problems, but I found myself coming out of it being like, that score is fucking great. And I was like, I must throw it on, like just as a standalone while I'm at work. And I've been doing so every day this week. I think it's just a really good score. I was like, "My God, that like, sounded beautiful." Sure. I must say, yeah, it's gorgeous. Nice it's epic. It's sweeping in nature, and it's an interesting film. I gave it three out of five on Letterbox. I'm kind of hovering over the three and a half. I might bump it back up just because of the score. Uh, Hiroyuki Sanada isn't as well. Really good actor. He's in tons of stuff like Lost and Sunshine and the original Ring film. Um, but yeah, no, like, where where do we stand on on Tom Cruise these days, Craig?
1: I where do we like as as a man as an actor as a phenomenon um, I I think uh, I I I think when you ask that question you have
3: to also ask yourself where do you stand on Scientology
1: (laughs) it's very low I think he's I think he's incredible as a a movie star I of course adore the entire Mission Impossible franchise I'm very excited for the next two right two two more to go
0: yeah I must send you an article there was an article in the Hollywood Reporter there a few weeks ago, and it was like it was like the biggest Mission possible Hollywood is saying no to Tom Cruise, and it's behind the scenes about the making of it. And my God, it's been a fractured, tense affair. Jeez, yeah, so far.
1: yeah. Um, and we're getting the new Top Gun this summer, right? Yeah, i saw the Trailer looks pretty good. <laughs> do you think is he ever going to go back to dramatic roles where you know, kind of Oscar Beatty stuff, or do you think he's completely done think, with that part of his career? Because I don't think he's allowed. I don't think he's allowed. No, I'm serious. <laughs> what? Allowed by I think who? There's
3: a, no, by the, the Church of Scientology. I'm actually, I'm 100% serious. Because, like, the whole thing about him not appearing in movies like A Few Good Men and stuff is because he has to appear like an action star. Oh,
1: I get and you, I get you.
3: There's, like, a whole thing. It's like he has to be, like, the macho man, the, like, you know, he has to kind of fall into that bracket. I, I remember I either read it or I heard, like, it in an interview or something somewhere... But that's why he doesn't do stuff like The that Like all Sky his roles have anymore. to
1: embody the teachings of
3: the Church of Scientology or something like that. And essentially show that he is like the, you know, the ultimate action hero. Wow, you know, he's not the action it, he hero. Was the I don't
1: think. It was just when like Eyes Wide Shut came out, right? Like, maybe I that's mean, the new um, thing. Yeah, I think he was.
3: <laughs> yeah, but he desperately wanted to
0: work with Stanley Kubrick, though. Um, I think, and uh, Stanley Kubrick Julie really destroyed his marriage <laughs> yeah. for the sake of art. <laughs> Hell of a film, by the way. That film only gets better the more you see I it. Um, I love the guy. I don't know, but too much about his personal stuff. Really, it doesn't really blind me to him. I think he's just a phenomenal movie star. Um, he, it is speculated that Mission Impossible Eight will be the last one because I mean, like, it's probably just like a stretch too far for him to keep doing it. But like, yeah, I, I would love. I have to wonder, like, as he, like, will he settle into like his sixties and be a, a character actor again? Because he's amazing in Magnolia. He's amazing in Vanilla Sky. Uh, you could argue Collateral is very much anti what he usually does. He's phenomenal yeah, in that film. as well. Um, yeah, like he remains compelling to me, and I've never really been put off by all the. All the bad stuff, of which there is some stuff there. So yeah, but uh, Last Samurai, weird film. Uh, Craig is right, probably wouldn't get made today, but it has its moments. And I think the music is fucking awesome.
1: So check it out. Nice. Um, Okay, I'm up next. And this is a pick from an artist I've um, featured on No Oxcord previously. Thought it'd be nice to kind of revisit um, them just in terms of like, sometimes I pick songs for this thing from like acts I haven't really heard of before and they might end up being a bit of a flash in the pan and then I never really revisit them. This is different. This guy is really, really good. Here we go. More
3: than your skin tone More than your follicles More than your blush. I'm into your body
1: into you like a Yeah, so that is Exum the track is Ex Anima um, it's Antone Exum um, don't know if you guys remember him previously being on this but he's essentially the guy that was like a safety for the San Francisco 49ers and uh, yes, just decided yes. yeah just kind of like abandoned he's his good, sports yeah. career and is now a musician uh, like he was <laughs> he was known as like the Dennis Rodman of the NFL um, essentially because he'd like paint his nails and stuff and was a bit feminine um, so you know shock horror uh, but yeah like he's, he released his debut album last year i believe cardinal coffee and he's just kind of continued to put out a run of singles this is just out uh anima um and he hasn't missed yet like he's he's really really good i'm like kind of captivated by him um i'm not sure if i'm into your molecules is like a really good pickup line or the worst one imaginable but it's a good line um and yeah he's uh, it's an interesting one. He somehow like hooked up with two Norwegian producers and that's how he's been kind of working. Like they've got this long distance relationship thing where I think initially what he was doing was writing melodies and songs over beats that he found on YouTube and he'd then s- send his recordings to them. They'd strip out the YouTube beats and, you know, come up with original... Um, Redo stuff, material. yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it's working. Whatever they're doing is working. Um... So yeah, this is this is another kind of, it's just good slice of like alt pop. There's a bit of the cure in there. Uh, it ends up kind of sounding a bit like doves, and I don't really know how, but um, yeah, a good kind I of dose of that. serotonin. I can yeah. hear that
0: kind of, yeah, that, that, that guitar line. That's yes, bit, yeah, for sure. Kind of searching in that way. Exactly. Um, yeah, this guy's got the goods, I think. He's really good. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think he could be like slowly becoming a show favourite, like purely of Craig's I just the love back the back backstory. like
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah and, like, he so recorded, good. like he it, recorded he recorded the vocals for the album in like his his mother's closet you know there's all these kind of great little details I just yeah I'm kind of I'm, I'm on board
3: alright Adam uh, okay uh, speaking of uh, Craig favourites this is a favourite of Craig and have also featured on No Oxcore before
1: <laughs> yeah. rolling through the trash with a suitcase full of cash so we're slowly gonna crash on.
3: Roadie's
1: getting
3: shot down This is on my heart now I right I it right, now. I can get it right now. Sad Night Dynamite They're making their No comeback They're so good I They're know. just so good Like It's It's like the creepiest Like I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, Vic, it, it's it's like Sherlock Holmes meets
1: like Mike Dean. Yeah. Or, or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's spot it's, on. Like, it's, it's this weird, it's like, like dark so psychedelia, weird. but hip hop. It's yeah, it's great. It's such a weird concussion. Uh, yeah, weird, um,
0: I had a weird glitch there. So I actually missed who this is and what the song is. Can you please tell me, Adam?
3: Yep. It's uh, a song called Tramp by Sad Night Dynamite after second record called volume two. Very, uh, you know, well thought out <laughs> name there. On sale Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, look. Let's face it. They're like, they, what they're doing. They the, they seem to be the only people doing that kind of like weird, like fucking Victorian loot based trap pop. You know, trip hop music. It's like it's insanely good. Um, they they, uh, they just poked their head up to me in like I think it was just like a release radar discover weekly a while back, and I've been following them ever since. They had a gig in the Workman's Cellar recently, and I'm raging. I didn't what? go. Yeah, it was when I was away in France, man. man it was that like, I was passed me by as well. I was fucking raging. Um, hopefully they'll come back, but I reckon like it's gotta be a bigger venue next time. They seem to be getting a lot of backing in the UK, like a lot of push from the labels. They've got like this like yeah, they're just it's just two guys. I don't know much about them, um aside from the fact they're from the UK. <laughs> they kind of have a bit of a mysterious thing about them as well, but the, by all intents and purposes, they seem like just a bunch of like pretty gas lads. Like if you look at them on their social <laughs> media gas and lads. stuff, they just, they, they're they just like, they're, they're a funny bunch, like the pair of them. And they seem to have like, they seem to bounce off each other like so well, just in terms of like being friends outside of, you know, the whole music thing, which is always nice. And I think that feeds back in, but like, as far as songwriting goes and production goes, I think they're like seriously underrated right now. Yeah. Um. And I can't wait till, I haven't dived into the album yet. Uh, I know that the vinyl's out. It's like one of the only vinyls now in the past year that I've wanted to buy. So I'm going to get my hands on that this week. Um. Yeah, really, really loving, loving all their work. It's so, so good. If you haven't listened to them, I recommend going back into their, e- I think they did like an EP which has got maybe seven or eight songs on it it's just like a short it's like a short album and they're all short songs none of them are mad long it's all this kind of like weird psychedelic um loot based (laughs) stuff with 808s underneath it it's wild it shouldn't work but it does really does
0: so uh my final selection has nothing to do with a film would you believe so it's just a straight up (laughs) song (laughs) here it is Sophie Regina Allison, also known as Soccer Mommy, or if you're uh, the gag that Richard Chambers coined and loves to keep saying, uh, Association Football Mother. Uh, Soccer Mommy, of course, uh, <laughs> the song is Shotgun, uh, sadly not a cover of the George Ezra hit from a few years ago.
3: What do you mean, uh, sadly? <laughs> <laughs> I fu- well, I fucking hate that song, Dave. Everyone hates that song. Yeah. <laughs> so to be so fair... Bad. To be fair,
0: like, nothing can compete with the with the Kalosh de Lergan cover of Shotgun. Oh, so. yeah. Do you yeah. remember
3: that? Let's not.
0: I do now, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember
3: that? <laughs> Let's <Bamish> not, Dave. <laughs> Let's not do
0: Bamish, it. Famous <laughs> jocks and Glushton. Just so Incredible. for fuck's sake
3: please stop
0: uh, anyway soccer mommy's pretty good uh, she's only 24 and is about to release her third album it's outrageous sorry I went, went about Ryan Turbordy there didn't I? Um, I, I, I talking about a woman's age she's, but, only, uh,
1: 24 she's yeah. only 24 years old she's uh, only 24 years old
0: her third album is called uh, Sometimes Forever and it's coming out on the 24th of June follows on from Color Theory in 2020 which was one of my favourite records of that, of that year Um, I think she's just got it down. I love her kind of throwback style. She's kind of, you know, I guess like her and kind of snail mail are kind of, I think, top of the league at the moment in terms of that kind of 90s, you know, slightly Sherlock Crow, slightly Nirvana, slightly grungy approach to kind of folk, like indie folk, like folk pop, that kind of stuff. And I loved this when I first heard it. I I love the kick in. I love the chorus. I think it's really fucking strong. I think she just goes from strength to strength. And I really, really can't wait to hear
1: the new album. So... Uh, I think the Harry Styles album's out that month as well Could be a good month, Craig Exciting times ahead Uh, With that in (laughs) mind, I'm going to end with a song that I believe has the power to kickstart our glorious summer Um, Is it Motley Crue? Is it
0: kickstart my heart?
1: (laughs) It is (laughs) (laughs) From around about the same time actually 1983, here you go In and out The call for sacred hours. The chant of newborn singing. The magic force of your feelings. The first picture of you. The first picture of summer. Seeing the flowers. Yeah. (laughs) The lotus (laughs) eaters there. Um people probably will not have heard of them that's uh, the first picture of you it was their first and last hit really <laughs> in the summer of 1983 um and it's absolute belter i've there's been so many occasions where i've nearly picked it for various top fives and even for no ox scores, just like one hit wonders and things like that and like i've had the clip kind of in my back pocket and it's never quite creeped on but um i've been listening to this a lot over the past year or so um Probably starting with last summer, uh, there's just a, like there's a kind of bottled sunshine feel about it. Um, there's a real kind of nostalgia to it, um, and this like they they kind of formed from the ashes of a few different groups uh, in the early '80s. Somehow ended up doing like a Peel session before they'd even properly performed live or recorded anything. And this was just one of the songs they had kind of written, so they did it on John Peel show, and it basically started a kind of bidding war um from labels for them Uh, got like top 20 in the uk and then just it was diminishing returns thereafter um so yeah really not a huge amount to say about the lotus eaters they're still together um and it's one of those ones where you like go onto the wikipedia and like to see like current activity and stuff but just the sentences get more and more like (laughs) like the last two updates are um in 2015, the band announced on their Facebook page that they were still working to release a plug-in called Nostalgia. And then the, the last one is, in 2017, Peter Coyle performed solo in a one-night-only show in Manila. <laughs> so, still out there, still doing it. And, I mean, he's got this song in his back pocket. It's great. Um,
0: Fucking, uh, Craig had a really good bop there, by the way. I wish we could have shown it to you. It was full-on, just watching a man unfurl. Like, you know, <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's great, I think you're it, right, it, though, it, with the bottle sunshine Im- comment. Yeah, it invites like all of that, doesn't it? Like, it's just absolutely it's just joyous.
1: It. Yeah, it's just sunsoaked.
3: Yeah, it's sunsoaked. Yeah. Um, as for my last song, um, don't know about the whole you know, bottle sunshine thing, but it came out two days ago, so that's a talking point, I guess. <laughs> well, here,
0: says Adam. <laughs> <laughs>
3: is 53 thieves a uh, four piece who are based all around the world they're uh, a very remote band so there's two two members in different parts of the states um and then there is two members who are living in london one of them is from northern ireland um connor one of the singers is um from belfast um they are great they kind of just appeared out of nowhere for me again on Spotify. Totally found them by accident. and um, They've been knocking around for like maybe mm, two years now. I think the kind of whole... Uh, I think COVID kind of scuppered a lot of their plans, but they really managed to adapt into that and kept, kept releasing, kept releasing, kept releasing. Um, they had an EP out on Majestic Casual Records. Uh, you can definitely hear the influence there or like why it fits. Um... You know, it's it's all very like that. It's really, really relaxing, um, kind of neo soul mixed with a bit of hip-hop drums, like, just great. Um, Connor and Jess, the two singers and songwriters, they uh, used to be in a band called Denton Thrift, who were also signed to Majestic Casual Records, and then they kind of went and did this. This is much more accessible, far better, in my opinion, Um Kind of like a bit of a pumped up version of the XX to See, a little mm, bit of a degree. this is
0: the thing, because when you played that clip, I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I should have included, like Oliver Sim has been releasing some solo material over the yeah. last little while. And one of the tracks that came out was a song called Fruit, which I thought yeah. was excellent and i was like ah damn it i completely forgot to leave, put that in here so yeah i heard i heard the xx damien's yeah, actually yeah. new record out as well yeah yeah i like as soon as you buy that clip i was like is this a new xx song <laughs> like,
1: it, 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 it is not <laughs> it's a bit too jaunty i think for the xx but. <laughs> i love that bass it's great it kind of reminds me of like 90s house just like I basement jacks or something like that's a real groove to it i like
3: it yeah really nice um I love all their stuff like I don't they, they don't have a song that I'm not into like all of their songs are singles absolutely brilliant highly recommend you check it out so that song is called Third Floor by 53 Thieves and that's my number
0: one alright and that song and all the other songs will hopefully be available on a included playlist in the notes of this episode so go check it out I'm going to take a few hours now to just chill out. <laughs> hope that this think about, think about what this you've done or
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: before I jet off to Edge here Ed in the Crog Park. Um, mm. I feel okay. I feel all right. I mean, like the, it's very sunny outside, so that's nice. I'm going to play some Elden Ring, a game I've become obsessed with. So nice, I haven't got any. I haven't got any Elden Ring time in over the last couple of days because I've been drinking. So. right uh, we'll see you next time guys please tell people about the show thanks for listening and we love you very very much bye bye